Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Come on, shut up. It's episode 60, season 7 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined by Buddy. Hello. And we've got Ricky. Word. How you doing? Alright. Do you cover? Recover from your, your escapades at the weekend. Yeah, just about. Well, actually, not. I say just about, but I'm kind of like looking at your beer, thinking I, I don't want. I don't want. Well, what do you do? I don't. Well, want, I, I don't I, want. On the Saturday, um, it was my 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 cousin's uh, little boy's birthday party, so I took my kids there, and the sun was out. And you know when the sun's out and everyone's like, it's just a good atmosphere, and you want to have a beer 
and I had one beer, and I, you know, I just had the flavour. Then after, <laughs> well, so, so this is during the day. Yeah, so I couldn't, so I couldn't, I couldn't act upon it. And I dropped the girls uh, back home. I made my way down to the Spurs game. I just got loads of beer and just started necking them like crazy because it, the sun was out, and I was just like trying to catch up on on lost time. Um, and then afterwards, after the game, obviously because of the result and uh, the there were some problems on the railway. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get home. So uh, me and another geezer, Anthony, uh, who who listens to the pod, okay. uh, we plotted up at Watford Junction and just found a pub opposite and just got steaming, really. And my, my, there was that one train that went past at, like, just gone 12, so I don't know what time I got in. But then straight after that, mm. um, I had to get up at 6 in the morning because my missus' mum was running Brighton Marathon so we had to drive down there early doors and Carmel I, yeah 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 she re- does she still listen to the pod yeah she does yeah 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 yeah. she does <laughs> hey, well, yeah well, mother-in-law yeah ran Brighton Marathon the first time at... tw- 26.2 miles yeah how old is she uh, I think she's in her 60s wow, I, that's I think incredible like, yeah I know she's very very new to running as well yeah. so, good for her Speaking yeah. as, uh, from some, like, as I, I know you, Ricky, yeah. you don't do well on hangovers at all. No, I don't, man. I and, don't. and Milton Keynes to Brighton's a long old way. Yeah, it you is. should have just stayed in London. Did you? Did you? Did, yeah, did sure. you drive down? <laughs> no. You got another train. No, no, no. Uh, my missus drove. Oh, so you just sat in the in the in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying not to be sick. Yeah, I tried not to be sick, and I was like thinking, if I can just get a, like a couple of hours sleep or an hour sleep or just something, right? Just give me something. Yeah. And then I can try and and rid this. And like the girls were asleep in the back. It's early morning, so, so they had their blankets and that, and they just went off. Was and you was looking like, around at them, going, "That looks lovely." <laughs> I, I was, and I was thinking, I could get me get me a bit of that. And, yeah. And get then, in there. And then my missus just kept going. So where do you think we should start off? It's just, just like, you know, the little did, 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 just poking me. Just like, you know what's out of me. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Just let, just let me be. Let me get this sleep and I, I can get myself squared away. Yeah. No, the questions. <laughs> so you weren't just even the faking questions. it. You weren't faking, you weren't having No, it, no, no, no. Uh, no. Bad well, way. Well, the thing is as well, because my missus knew I was drinking, but you know, it's one of those ones where you can't really let on. That you're in a bad way mm. because you just be like, yeah. like have the arsehole with yeah, you. Yeah, because you planned this. Yeah, yeah, trip yeah. Trip to Brighton. Exactly, and you knew. Uh, she knew that. I, I knew that I was going, and she knew that I knew that obviously I was going. <laughs> but it, there's this standoff where it's like, yeah, I, I had a skinful, but I'm actually feeling like bright and breezy. All right. And yeah. Really, yeah. just thinking, oh god, I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of marathons, uh, Rob, a friend of uh, James Alcott, was a friend of mine. Um, he's running some marathons, or a marathon. Which what? Which marathon? London marathon. Marathon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, good luck. Good luck, Rob. Like, this is your shout out. You know, you listen to the pod. Thanks for downloading and all that. But have you ever thought about why you're doing this? It's a lot. It's a long way. I mean, it's the challenge. Why not? I don't know. I, I reckon. I reckon if you're, if Rob, if you're listening to this, just stop. <laughs> just stop running, right? Stop running because you're wasting your time. Or just run the other way. Yeah, through everybody like yeah, a salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop. Go back. Find a pub and listen to the rest of the podcasting. Do you think he's going to listen to this while yeah. he's actually running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll be running along, and then this will pop up, and all up my my request to him: if you if you like the fight, you can cock it always. Just just stop. Don't, don't. Just stop running. Keep going. Keep Stop going. running. Keep going. It's a long way. It's a lot of hard work. Do you really want it? 
you got yeah uh, whatever flav just said just ignore that you got to keep on going all that chafing and all that like, just don't worry about it just keep on going yeah yep. everybody's there with you cheering you on although that is i've never been to a marathon before and it's so weird listening to like the, there was a couple of people and they're just on the south sideline because you've got your name on your t-shirt yeah. go on david go on go on susan go on go on girl it's yeah. not it's quite nice. It's weird, man. Yeah. You don't a know lot of positive energy. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it's just like, mate, fucking bore off. Yeah. I've got a hangover here. Yeah, good. <laughs> Keep so, it as, down. As, so, Rob, as a caveat to all that positivity that you're, you're hearing, just don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. Think of Jade Goody. And if he's... <laughs> she runs... <laughs> she she oh, runs... <laughs> what, what? No, oh, not, oh shit, man. Here's James. His name's Pat. Pat. <laughs> Pat. Imagine a Rob. Sorry. Just stops. Sorry. So if there's a Rob listening to this in America, keep going, son. And, and Pat, keep going. Keep going, Pat. Uh, you're doing well. Sorry, mate. Lucky James is in the other room because uh, I didn't. You know, he, he asked me to say it, and uh, I just wrote Rob in the running order. Um, the weirdest thing though at the marathon is the nurses like holding Vaseline. There's like women and men and men. Men and female nurses lined up at the side of the marathon oh, with, yeah. with handful of Vaseline. And um, what, see, what do they do with that? You see people run along and scoop a handful and then just rub it all on there in the bits that chafe on their nipples <laughs> when, and their ass. When Barney runs, yeah, he just he just stops and, and just like <laughs> spreads his legs in front of the women. Come <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Pull down my pants. <laughs> um, just to go back to that Jay Goody thing, because I don't want to leave that there. Um, I don't mean the fact that obviously she fucking horribly died of. What, 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 a cancer. Cancer, that, I mean, yeah. that, that's not the joke here obviously the joke is that she signed up to do the marathon yeah. didn't train and had a curry the night before yeah. did 13 miles and then had to get taken to hospital I don't think she did 13 miles because 13 miles is a long way yeah, I, it think she, like, I think she got like 13 kilometres maybe right that's what I say. So take it seriously Pat yeah. you know, I, hope you, I hope you've done your training <laughs> but if you fancy any point that you fancy and just go oh, fucking bollocks this fuck it off fuck it off no, it's an incredible thing. As, as a man who can barely run four kilometres, as I found at the weekend, uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, and it's all going to charity, I'd imagine, unless you're just not doing it for charity, Pat. And you've decided to go, just go for a long run. He could have done. Just to get on TV. That's what, that's what it is, isn't it? He hasn't even bothered to find a charity. He somehow wangled his way into the marathon using corporate connections to get in there when there's good charities to be running for. Can you get in there without, without being aligned to charity? Yeah, go in the lottery money talks uh, uh, okay. all right and and pat has got bundles of it is it yeah he's minted pat mate. pat is minted and uh you know, he's pat. running he's running a marathon and he doesn't care about any charitable causes <laughs> all right good luck pat manchester city um tough yeah <laughs> they were really good yeah. <laughs> it was um quite an experience i hadn't seen uh guardiola's team play live before and it was amazing the way they attacked they're so fucking brave and they just took our midfield they took our midfield and our <coughs> defense to pieces they would just have five attackers lined up across our back four and then they would just take it in turns just to spin him spin him behind and all go deep they're an amazing thing to watch Wait, so you enjoy behind and all go deep <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, i heard it as well my <laughs> but buddy what you mean you enjoyed the game uh, no it was horrible all right but you know when it, Something like it was an amazing thing to watch, but it was horrible that oh. it was that we were on the opposite end. See, of it. I'm glad that I don't understand football in the same way Bardi does. That's what, that's all I'm at because I watched it and thought this is fucking. I mean, just this is horrible. The De Bruyne flick in the second half 
which was just ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. It was beautiful. It is incredible. It was against us, and it was just like fuck. But yeah. you have to sometimes you have to admire when you get smashed by a better team. Because like going into the game, they were that this could have been their fourth loss on the bounce, was it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, like in your mind, you know that they have to try and get a result. <laughs> But in your mind, you're also thinking that are they on kind of like the decline a bit, like just kind of um, cantering in the last bit of the season. They know they're going to win it now, and they're mm. out of the Champions League and mm. deflated and stuff like that. And it can go one of two ways, and uh, unfortunately, it went a, a horrible way f- for us. And I, it just felt like I don't know. No, it, it didn't feel like personally, it didn't feel like they were in there expecting to win. We I, I felt like we we had a good chance if we performed. As well as we know that we can, but um, after like the early goal, um, goals, <laughs> yeah. it was it really took the wind out of our sails, and it was like it's a I mean, real are... tall order. But after we scored, it was ju- it was just before half time. Yeah, we had a good spell yeah. in, in towards um, the end of the first half and, and the beginning of the second. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean the thing is they lost twice to Liverpool in the Champions League, and all the media and everything else kind of people forgot that. They're an amazing team, yeah. and all of a sudden Liverpool think they're better than Manchester City. Where Liverpool, like us, there's 17 points behind them. There's a reason why Manchester City is strolling this league because they're the best team in it. Mm. And um, you know they got back. They just we, they almost went back to where they should be playing. Maybe they've been off it, and they were just great. And well, we've got an opportunity to get our vengeance uh, against Manchester United at the weekend. <coughs> uh, for those that didn't get tickets, um, the Fighting Cocks putting on a live show. At uh, EV in Waterloo, um, the doors are going to be open. You can come in and drink all day, to be honest. But we're, we're going to be getting there around half three, four. We'll do a show an hour before the kickoff. So if you're interested in listening to us talk about stuff, um, then, then 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 come along. It'll be around four thirty, and then obviously going to watch the game together and watch us march on to the final. Um, your tickets are there's about twenty left. So if you want, uh, you've got to be quick. This clip, this clips. As well online when we uh, did it for the Juve mm-hmm. Champions League game, it was absolutely epic. So yeah, yeah it's great, great to uh, see some smiling faces. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, are we meeting for beer afterwards, or you got going? Uh, depends on the. Well, I'm gonna say depends on the result, but uh, I'll we be win, ba- I'll be right. battered floating around in London somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so we've got a question in from Young Machiavelli on Twitter, and he says, "Should Poch be held principally responsible when Spurs lose?" Ultimately, yes. Yeah, of course, he's the manager. He's the, exactly, he's, <laughs> he's the manager. He's, it's his fault, always. And especially when you go into a game and you start so badly and with players playing... We almost played incorrectly. The Dyer was dropping deep, Dembele was pushing. For, for the first time in a long time, it seemed like we had no real plan on how to play. Normally, we don't even adjust our tactics for the opposition. We just play our style of football. But it seemed the players were a little bit lost. Dyer was Dyer and Dembele, I thought, were really poor. And I think Pochettino's got to take the blame for that a little bit. It's uh, but it's difficult because obviously you, you have to try and predict what you how your opponent's going to line up. And I didn't think City would be that aggressive and be that kind of front loaded of mm-hmm. what you said uh, earlier. Like how many people were in that final third of attacking, everyone just swapping over and, and taking their turn. And that's like that's fucking well bold to do that, Drake, especially yeah. when you've just lost three games on the bounce. You're going to Tottenham, who, who are riding high at Wembley. Like, would you do that? I'd be, I'd be a lot more uh, reserved in how I'd play. Make sure you stay tight, don't lose the game. But they, they were like, "Fuck this, mate! First we're time, going for Guardiola it." And I, and I just, I didn't expect that. 
we've got, we got obviously got a bit of a pace in both home and away against Man City this season. <clears throat> Does it show how you know far we have to go as as a club in the, to match them, or you know, is it just one of those things? I think in key areas we're weak at the moment, especially fullback. I think um, Trippier for two two games now we've played against Manchester City. He started and he's looked out of his depth. And but but to defend him quickly, sorry, yeah. is that against Man City granted, but he hasn't mm-hmm. looked out of his depth anywhere else really. Well, he's been he was exposed. Yeah, he was. He was really exposed, and it's twice now he's been exposed by them. And I I've been a fan of Ben Davies, but I think in games like this you see Ben Davies is a He's an amazing squad player, and he's someone that we should we we should keep at the club. But um, if Danny Rose is who Danny Rose should be, he should, Ben Davis doesn't start that game, which you saw in the first game. Mm. We started Danny Rose in that match because he gives us something a bit different to Davies. But we've seen this season against very good teams that we can compete. Yeah. Um, so is there an argument for it being just one of those things? Well, I, I thought the formation was a little bit weird. I thought Delhi was really deep. And I thought, I haven't seen him be that ineffective for a long time. And he was almost picking the ball up off the centre-backs. So he had a really bad game. I didn't think Lamella played very well. Kane, I mean, no one played well. No, no one played well. Yeah. And, but, and, and, and can you stop Man City when they're in their pomp? Yeah, Liverpool did it. Liverpool yeah. stopped them. But, but Klopp seems to always have the beating of, of Guardiola. He's beaten him seven times in his career. Maybe. I, that's I, mad. That's, yeah, that is I mad. would like us to have started Sun. I know Lamella played really well against Chelsea. But there was one opportunity in the first half where we had a counter-attack. I think after they hit the post, yeah, it was yeah. straight through to Lamella. Yeah. And Fabian Delph just did him for pace. And I was just like, ah. I absolutely agree with that. I think Son starting should have, it should have been there because the, what ha- Liverpool managed to beat Man City on the counter. And with an attacking threat. Lamella, for all his um, qualities, he's, Industry, not, yeah. he's not a scary attacking player. No, no. There was moments where he got the ball in, a, in and around the area and you know there's no goal threat from him. And you know when, when Son picks the ball up on the break and something's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. That fe- it's that fear factor as well. Like if you're playing, if you line up and you've got Sonny or you've got Lamella, the way that uh, uh, Son has been playing, mm-hmm. um, he's been unplayable at times. And it's just like, I just, I don't know. Well, you know, whatever Potch went for him for, for that reason, but I, I most definitely would have started Son. Yeah. Um, i got a question from Bulk Nasty uh, on Twitter. He says, could you have Bardi clarify his Laurie's tweets? I'm curious if he thinks, if he thinks the club should be moving on, moving him on or not. Uh, and if he does, who do you think the club should realistically sign? So what, what, what it's first, no one knows what your tweets were. What did you say? <laughs> I mean, the people that follow you do. Well, yeah, right? but... It started on the, the extra inch. There was a question about who is, where's the weak point in this Our sister team? podcast, the extra inch, yep. by the way, going down like Who's the, who's the sister? Who, who's the sister? Who's the, who's <laughs> That's the, a question you've asked before. <laughs> <laughs> where's the weak point? And I honestly believe Loris is, at the moment, he's a weak point for us. And I think in big games, especially away from home, and even at Wembley, he's made mistakes which have cost us points and cost us games. Um, there was the, this season against City, where he kind of let the ball go through him when Sterling scored the fourth yeah, goal. He's he's, um, he's been responsible for 11 goals. He's been year. susceptible this year and I, he hasn't really ever settled at Wembley, I don't think. Even um, when we played West Brom, there was a moment, I can't remember who went round him at the last minute, he came rushing out and it just seems his decision-making has gone a little bit to pot. Maybe he's not as quick off the line as he used to be or he's making bad choices, but the, um, the Gabriel Jesus goal, I thought he was a little bit kind of passive he didn't come and meet him 
And then for the penalty, which wasn't a penalty, as we've seen, I thought he made a the bad challenge, decision. The challenge was reckless. Though, wasn't reckless. It? Mm. it was almost he like... Could, he had defenders around him. Yep. He could have stood up, but it seemed like... Yeah, he would have been better off flying out against um, against Jesus in for the first goal and then maybe being a bit more passive for the second goal. What, so, so to answer his question, do we move him on? Do you think it's time? Or? I, I don't think it's time yet. I still think he's a great goalkeeper, but I'm not sure we can continue to play a high line against really fast attackers with him as a that sweeper keeper. That seems to be his strength, though, wasn't it? He, he well, might, he, he still remains... If a, it isn't a sweeper keeper, what, what is his strength? He's still a decent shot stopper. Most, he's still a decent <laughs> shot stopper. So, so, so is Pickford. I, do you know what? I was thinking... Because also, <laughs> the second part of the question is who should we re- replace him with? Yeah. And I'm not saying we should replace him with Pickford, but Pickford's oh, done mate. all right. Mate, his distribution's right. better than yeah, Maurice. for sure. I but mean, yeah, like you just touched on there, like distribution has been, it's like Lloris has, has been terrible. His kicking, it really is it's shit. Mm. Um, and he he was, but you know, he he has been our sweep keeper, and he's done really well. Um, but it's just sometimes, like in big games, it just seems like his his head goes, yeah. or like. Um, yeah, it, like it, just his decision making at times, just like it's mad. Like what, like why he would do that, and I don't know if it's because it's the big game occasion and it just gets to him, or I, I don't know. But um, there are times where you just think, like when you see a couple of them, and then like most notable now that we can that, that we can think of, hmm. and you think, okay, should, do we move him on? But then you think back to the amount of amount of points he saved us and like the shots he stopped and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's like uh, but you've got a lot more you can't look back you can't look back at that because it's kind of ancient history you, yeah. you'd be grateful mm. but if you're being blunt and like football is like a, a cutthroat business for players for managers no one is given a grace periods really I think um, Hugo has to have a long, hard think about his role this summer, how he's playing, and he's got to adapt now. He's not. He's getting. He's getting on a little bit. He's not as quick off his line. He needs to either change. He needs to become more of a goalkeeper that steps back and just kind of take away that kind of sweeper keeper role. Um, replacing him is the second part of the question. Is it's a fuckload of money to replace him with somebody of better quality. That who's an established goalkeeper, someone like Alisson at Roma or um, hard to find, Oblak at Atletico. You know, these are guys that are going to cost a shitload of fucking money. So when Man United were in for Oblak, they were talking 70, 80 million. There you go. That's if you, as he's one of the elite goalkeepers. Ricky's not, never heard of him. Fucking hell, no, no, I know you're on about. It's that. not. It's not going to happen. The other choice is you go. Um, you go a little bit cheaper, and you look at like the Ajax goalkeeper, Cameroonian chap, um, Onana, or you look at. A, these <laughs> or you look at um, the French goalkeeper Lafont. Uh, what's his name? Lafont. Slightly younger goalkeepers who may be willing to take a year as Hugo's understudy. You know, I don't think we should sell Hugo because it's impossible for us with our transfer budget to replace him of someone better. But the there might be a lot opportunity. of money for a goalkeeper. Goalkeepers like even when we signed Loris, I was just like, we got him so cheap. I know we did. I know we did. But it wasn't an exciting signing, no matter. You know, he was good. He's a, he's been a great goalkeeper for us. But even when we signing goalkeepers, you're like, oh, fuck's sake! You just want a goalkeeper that's going to be there forever, so you never have to waste money on a goalkeeper. Yeah, you know I mean? or, or yeah. you go you go short term. I don't know, someone like fucking Casper Schmeichel, someone who makes a little less mistakes as it's, a stopgap. <clears throat> but then eventually, you're going to have to spend a lot of money to replace it. I long think term. Th- th- there's going to be an influx of quality goalkeepers or players that can goalkeepers that can play with their feet. 
coming through the youth system, product uh, youth systems currently because obviously it's become such an important part of the game. You know, we look at goalkeepers. I look at Casper Schmeichel and think, can he can he play? Yeah. Because I don't think I'm no, not sure he could play in that I don't system. Think so anyway, um, but the other thing is the even like the best up and coming goalkeeper at the moment, Donnarumma at Milan, he makes mistakes. So he did that, this season, didn't he? Yeah, he made a mistake. But you'd expect him to because he's like 19. And I think that's probably where we're gonna have to we have to invest in someone young and not him though. No, we don't. Can't afford him, of course not. He's gonna. He'll probably. He'll probably break 80, 80 90 million just because of his age. Isn't he? Yeah. Probably. But then if you sign him, but now, then you don't have to buy five keepers. It's, it's, your like, entire go, life. it's like going to Costco and buying like four hundred toilet rolls for like thirty quid. So you do. Well, I have done in the past. It's well, a lot of money to spend. Where do you put them all? Yeah, where do you put it? Everywhere. <laughs> There's toilet. You into your flat, and, and I bet you can't see one of them. <laughs> They're perfectly hidden. We, we, do, we, we don't. We don't have a mattress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in the Bed sex dungeon. Yeah. The, the sex full of the sex dungeon. <laughs> I mean, is this a? It's the secret room. <laughs> No, but that's what you do. You do the big investment now, and then in the future, you'll never have to buy toilet paper again, mm. kind of thing. Would you consider having a sex dungeon? I don't know, like an Angelina but what, Jolie what's, like what's a se- like a, a sex dungeon? Like you got to be into a particular niche of sex in order to want a dungeon. I don't <laughs> want to have sex in a dungeon maybe, ever. Maybe dungeon's the wrong word then. Until you said like it, mate. Sex room. A bit more soft, a sex though. room. Yeah. What would be in your sex room? I don't know. It'd be nice lighting. Sort plenty of. of kind of like ointments. And Oint- like <laughs> ointments. Like what? Like, like lubrication. Lubrication. And you never know because if you're gonna have a sex room, it means you're gonna commit time to it. Yeah. So stuff's gonna get dry. So you need to be able to lubricate just for for both your pleasure. Well, but just because you'll be in there for so long. Exactly. There's no point having a sex room and not using it properly. No, I mean, yeah, for sure. But I mean, not spending every night in there. No, no, no. You know, you, you, I, I imagine in your life, your sex room would be your living room. Uh, <laughs> Rick, what would be in your sex room? I wouldn't have a sex room. But absolutely pointless. I'd be done in two minutes. Off I go. You yeah, don't need no, a room. No, just a, a computer room would be better for me. So, yeah. You've got a computer room, haven't you? Yeah, I know. That's why I don't need a sex room. <laughs> what? What? Are you, are you joking? Do you, do you suffer from premature ejaculation? I wouldn't say I'd, I'd suffer from it, but I would say I'm probably not like if if, if you're looking at uh, porn mm. and th- there's this expectation of of some geezer just like going for thirty for minutes and then just explode like a water cannon <laughs> at like a fucking World Cup where people are throwing plastic chairs at each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those water cannons. <laughs> What? Uh, so you're saying that obviously that, but that's no, no that's no man. No, I know exactly. That's, not that's even, how you measure. But that. that's not even that 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 man. That's not even that's not even that. Like they take breaks and then they take Viagra and they. They'll... Doesn't look like it though, does no. it? Well, really, is it edited well? Really well edited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I think you're probably average. Yeah. No, that's but not maybe, two maybe minutes. Is, bit, yeah, two minutes is quick. Bit, yeah, maybe a little bit below average. Yeah. Does yeah. does as your missus ever said to you? I wish you could last longer. No, she hasn't actually. But she's just like happy to get it open and done with. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. All right, good stuff, Rick. Um, Lucas was impressive when he came on, wasn't he? Uh, I mean, he, he, great. He, he did look great, and we looked dangerous for, probably for the first time in the game. Um, we, uh, he's got to be pushing for a starting berth now that we, you know, we've got not much to play for. Top four is pretty much guaranteed, you'd think. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't say that. Luca, um, you know, I mean, yeah, look I at the points, and you know, you should be able to get it. Yeah. 
fingers crossed. Uh, Lucas, we've, got, we've still got a very good squad. Alvaro's in the in the, in the squad for, for the game against Brighton. He which, did, uh, which Lucas, we're going to come on to. He, he did look but, really lively when he came on, and um, it was kind of obviously the game was going away from us, and it's just you needed that injection or you needed that that spark, that something. And on other days. He would have rode that challenge and got through and then put the ball through it. But I think he will be... Um, I, I think he's a really good signing, you know. I, I really do. He'll be an important player. I, I think we'll see more of him now. I, I, I reckon he'll start against um, against Brighton. Um, Keith Tigge, 93, he says, uh, why is Vertonghen not captain? He was he was good. I thought he was good on Saturday. And... I thought he was immense. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. And, and, yeah, we lost 3-1, but... Um, I don't know. I just thought that he he. he it's a great question because the guy does. You know, he he leads from example. You know, you've got a lot of players on the pitch that are, uh, you know, Kane, I think Dyer as well, Vertonghen. Mm. Uh, they're, they're all kind of like these these leaders in the central oh, yeah. kind of spine of your team. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nah, he wouldn't be one of my leaders. He's one of those guys, like you know, when you kind of like you, you, he's a laugh. You, you turn, you turn around, and you're like everyone. Uh, like I need you all to be on point. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of shit heading our way, yeah. and you look, and everyone's like focused, and you just see Ori in the background, like juggling grenades. Or something. <laughs> just like, he's just doing something he shouldn't. You're like, mate, come on, man, help me out. And he's like, like what? Well, yeah, what? What? I'm only having a laugh. Fucking uh, yeah. okay, <laughs> Um, Vertonghen isn't captain because at the start of the season you announce you know you choose your captain and vice captains inside the squad and barring something catastrophic that doesn't change uh, in the summer it may well change but what what all we see is what happens on the pitch what what the players are playing like and um, what we don't see is Loris's role behind the scenes and he's clearly well respected you know um, who is it the French player who said when Laurie speaks we shut up I think I can't remember who it was Sissoko no no a French player in, <laughs> for for France oh, fuck it someone like quiet uh, it's Pogba okay Pogba said when Laurie speaks we be quiet and, uh, and, and that's the it, when you're looking for a captain it's not about them not making mistakes it's about them being present and and willing to perpetuate the ideals of whatever manager they're playing with so you know if he's respected then he should be the captain that's the that's the way it is it ain't about giving your best player captain it's not like QPR or 2011 or wherever it was when they made Tarap captain to keep him in the side you know you can't be that football club and that, that that's a road to ruin so you know Vertonghen may well be in with a shout but while yeah. Loris is there I can't see it changing alright um, okay so uh, Wendy now <laughs> Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And this week I'll talk briefly about Marcus Edwards. As you know, Edwards has returned early from his loan spell at Norwich through personal reasons, and if you read Matt Law's article on the situation, it becomes clear what those might be. Now, Matt Law is someone I don't always dis- don't always agree with, but he does have fantastic contacts, connections, sources. So I think we have to assume that the story is correct. And it goes that Edwards was late to pretty much all of his training sessions at Norwich and that he didn't integrate himself into the rest of the team. 
due to his introverted personality. And obviously, that's unprofessional. He should be turning up to training on time. He's representing himself, but he's also representing our club and our academy. And it's not appropriate for him to behave in that way. However, I think Tony D made a really great point on last week's podcast, which is we're very quick to judge young people and young footballers without knowing their history and their um, the context that they're, they're working within and their value system. And I think T- Tony made the point that, and it's quite profound, that they're reacting to the world around them and what's gone before for them. And who are we to judge that? So there have been a lot of judgments about Edwards this week, that he has a bad attitude, that he's unprofessional, that his attitude will always hold him back, that he's another Ravel Morrison. It's a lazy comparison because Ravel Morrison had quite severe issues in which he was arrested numerous times um, for various offences and got himself into a bit of a downward spiral. And Edwards is nowhere near that level. Yes, he's been unprofessional here. And I'm I'm sorry to hear that he's behaved this way because I think it reflects badly on him and the club. But that comparison with Ravel Morrison is not, at this point, anything like appropriate. Um, I'm hopeful that Pochettino will turn things around for Edwards. We've seen the way he has been with young players in the past, giving them a second chance. Um, yeah, let's hope that the same thing happens again and that Edwards can make the most of his tremendous footballing ability and that we're talking about that rather than off-the-pitch issues. Anyway, that's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Common New Spurs. Second half of Fighting Call Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Well done, Chris. Um, so there's a bit of commotion in the uh, in the stands uh, during the Man City game. Um, the guys uh, held up a, a banner, said, don't price me out, which obviously we're in, we're in relation to ticket prices for the new White Lane Stadium. Um, and there was a, a bit of commotion uh, when they raised the flag, which blocked the view of some supporters. And there was a bit of a set to, a few punches were thrown and whatnot. Just to say before we start this segment and comment on it um we're hoping to get the people who uh, made the flag on on the podcast on thursday if we can so um we'll be able to go in depth then if they're available and they want to do it um what so buddy you were there yeah i saw um it all kicked off and at, at first everyone around me thought there was a man city fan in there giving it because it happened just after the second goal and all I saw was fists and proper it was proper set two was going on and gradually people from that area came over to our area because it was a little bit quieter and China, the Chinese whispers started about what was going on yeah. who was it people and talking about it yeah. in the end it was because um, they blocked somebody's view and somebody took unkindly to it and the timing of it was really badly because it was really bad because we just went 2-0 down yeah so for me personally, I think I don't mind people making making a message as long as it's not fucking flying planes and waving shitty pieces of paper around. And um, as someone who's been affected with these um, ticket prices, so you know I kind of like stand with them. That good for them to make a stand. Stand, yeah. Uh, go on, Rick. Uh, no, I, I saw exactly the same as Barley. Like it was too. So it, I, it, it would have been the. It was blocked one, it, two, sh- one Would that seven. be like where the old shelf people were? Yeah, I, I sit with a lot of old shelf people, yeah. So, yeah, it's to my right. And again, I, I saw the banner come out. And then, um, kind of, because you see it to, like in your periphery and you like look over. And just as I looked over, I see some someone come down and like pull it down. 
and then a few fists were kind of uh, three punches were thrown then a few more thrown back then I saw quite a few people like, how many people get, you getting talking? involved um, I'd say there was about a melee of about 15 people really yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some fucking absolute windmillers yeah. in there yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah blue big. and white blurs all over the shop yeah. man wow um, I mean <clears throat> there's two things isn't there uh, oh, there's uh, there's a, lot, a lot of people were around going oh like we're not West Ham and we're not this and like we're, we're not that type of club and stuff like that. And what Barney was saying. Well, what does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, uh, th- th- this is what I'm going to get onto. I mean, like, uh, if people have uh, a problem with uh, ticket pricing, uh, safe standing with this, whatever, like, I'm, you know, um, whether I'm supportive or not, people have the right to kind of voice their opinion and demonstrate and, and do whatever. Maybe. Uh, there could have been a more opportune time to do it. Yeah. Not when we've just conceded and it, it well, feels think, like you're taking... I think it was the 22nd minute to symbolise the £2,200 ticket. Right, so there was a reason behind the minute. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, like, all right, I didn't know that. I did yeah, not yeah, yeah. know that. Because so from an outside perspective, you would look at it and think they're frustrated and it, the, the, kind of the fact that we're going to have to pay more money is ramming home, so let's yeah. lift, lift it up now. But the fact is that they... Or if it is a fact, I'm sure. I mean, that makes yeah. complete sense. That um, you know they're lifting this flag at a time to make a point, whether we've been winning or losing. Problem is that fans around don't see it that way, and especially if if it was blocking the view of the incident that Loris fouled Jesus outside mm-hmm. the box, um, then they're going to get frustrated by that. I yeah. guess. And it's a late kickoff, so everybody's been boozy. The pub and you know, it's a boozy yeah. game. But but. And this is my problem, and this is why I've kind of pulled myself away from being proactive in trying to change football for the better. And that's not to say that I can do that on my own. It's just that we've done stuff on the fighting cock where we've tried, you know, about ticket pricing, about safe standing, and not that. Is that I genuinely feel that most fans don't really care. I don't they don't they're not they just want to go to football. They want to. Eat. It's a part of their escapism from their life. They can afford it. They're not bothered by the pricing. And there are a minority of people who do care and it's a it makes it a powder keg kind of environment because you've got people that really care yeah. and people that just want to watch football and they sort of clash I mean it's I don't know it's sad to see I, I think I, I, I can't I, I agree and disagree a bit but I, I think people do care and I think they do care about ticket prices but it's one thing caring it's one thing actually doing something about it and, mm. uh, and I just think like people are pissed off but they're not actually going to do anything about it they're not going to uh, mobilize and not go to the game they're not gonna like be you know everyone like, bring a banner or do whatever because at the end of the day I just can't be asked that I mean that, that's the, that's, that's the mentality the attitude, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that, that's the attitude that's that. what the club relies on though unfortunately that, that's how all governments and everything else rely on I'm equally at fault that I complained and moaned to my friends and you guys about ticket prices for the new stadium and I still went and bought fucking yeah, bought one but, but you should I mean it's your club I know, but then I shouldn't because I'm like, no. It's, it's, but it's hard. It's hard to be really principled in this instance because it's still escapism for everybody. It's escapism yeah. for you. Um, you know, I'd, there's multiple reasons why I don't go as much as I used to. One, because I'm in a relationship, which means I've got to be somewhere else during the weekend. But also, I, 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 I went to Real Madrid and Arsenal this, this year and Juventus. And it cost me... 210 pound for three games 
and I'm not rich. I'm not. I'm. I've got lots of money. Mm. That 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 impacts how much uh, disposable income I I, I have uh, for for a season. <laughs> Two hundred and ten pounds for three games. That's outrageous. Yeah, isn't it? I remember going mental at mad. the fact that it's thirty eight quid I paid for a game against Manchester United in two thousand and I want to say two thousand five. Um, and 38 quid now seems like a reasonable price for a ticket you know yeah. 75 quid for Arsenal 75 quid for Real Madrid and the same for Juve so you know it's I, I, I don't I'm not surprised by the fact that people are making banners and making a show of it um, and I'm not surprised by people getting the ump by people you know bringing a banner to football what I would say though in case anybody this is a contentious issue at all is that by them that those guys holding up a banner doesn't make us like West Ham or Arsenal. They're holding up banners because they want their their fucking um, their manager gone, who's won them everything under the sun, pretty yeah. much, like, apart from the Champions League. We're we're holding up banners because there are a proportion of our fan base who can't go to football anymore because they they've been priced out by the owners of the football. Or club. even sit traditionally where they may have sat for generations, that these are people who've always sat on the shelf and no longer can sit on what will be the shelf because their price has gone up. I think James Moore used to sit on the shelf. I think his ticket price went up seven hundred and fifty pounds. So, yeah, yeah. So say cap from when when, when yeah, we did a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So these are people who've generations have always kind of sat on this is our group, this is our area. That's so and bad. now can no longer sit there because of the money. So I I give them the right to, like, to I'm I'm not like like you're saying, Flav, like I I'm not kind of uh I don't get paid a lot of money, and it's it's yeah, it's my choice that I I spend it on a season ticket and I go and watch Tottenham. Um, but this is at a point now where it's so close to me having to give give it up, and I've been going. You know, I've had a season ticket for twelve years, sat, sit next to my dad. Mm. Um, that's the only time I get to see my like only time I see my dad, and we always go to the football. Uh, and it's just what we do together. But I I can't like. I can't get rid of the ticket because I want to see my dad and stuff like that. But, but I love going. It's a massive part of your life. It's, yeah, it's a huge part of my life. But it's like there, there are people out there that will have, you know, that earn less money than me and and, and them having to try and get this. I just don't know how. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking lot of money, man. A real lot of, a lot of money. And this, is, and this is it. I mean, it's not like the club are not, like they're making lots of money elsewhere. 90% of our turnover isn't from gate revenue. It's from other places. They don't have to do this. And, and, and that's why I'm so fucking angry about it, really. It doesn't even directly affect me because I've chosen to abstain. But but it's like, like you say, Rick, if you said to me, based on your financial situation, that you chose not to renew your season ticket, firstly, I'd know how much that would affect you yeah. and your life and your happiness. But secondly, I wouldn't be surprised because you know I understand the drain that it has on you. And and you know I'd actually be expectant that this would happen as well, and that's the fucking sad thing. Yeah. So you know, I don't I don't want to commit too too heavily to one side or the other because if the guys who, who who arranged it do want to come on the podcast, then we need to remain as objective as possible and just let them get their point across. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see if that happens, and, and hopefully if they listen to this, they'll realise that we're not out to stitch them up. Um, Carl Walker, respectful in victory, left the ground with Trippier's shirt, uh, stressed how much he wants Tottenham to beat United. Where are you at with uh, Carl Walker? Because he played quite well. Um, I like don't I, I like Carl Walker as a player. I have no personal issue with him. I didn't boo him. 
Uh, what, what, what was there? There was booing. Yeah, there was booing. I didn't boo him. I don't feel. I didn't think it was necessary to boo him. I don't hate him. There's plenty of ex-players who fucked us over. I don't think he's one of them. No. I no, I completely agree. He's been yeah. a great servant to to Tottenham, and he wanted to move up north. Um, yeah, Manchester is that. Um, he's getting more money, and you know the the chance to play under Pep. One of the most thought I thought thought best thought coaches in football, mm-hmm. um, and also you know chance to win the league and stuff like that. And but also. On top of that, so, so those are three great reasons why he he should move or could move. But um, if I was him, I, I would have had my nose out of joint. I'm like the best right back in the league, mm-hmm. uh, you know, starter for England, blah 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 blah. Um, and in big games, he he had been left out, in, and I know like Poch is very that was, kind. That of, was prior to him having that meeting with with, with Poch. That, uh, but the Poch it, it may his heart been, weren't in it. It may have been because he certainly made it clear it weren't. But um, you would be you you would have left because you you, you would have left the club if you would left you if you were left out against Arsenal against United against the, the, these. But at games. that point, at that point, he'd already made it clear to Poch based on what the book that um, you know, after the Watford game, which before that he said, "I'm going to go at the end of the season," and Poch said, "You've got to remain professional. We're going for the league and we're going for the FA Cup." Yeah. And uh, Walker said, "No fair point. I will, but my mind's been made up." So, Poch- so this is before he'd been dropped. Before the he was playing the the role of the uh, you know the squad rotation role of, yeah. of that all our fullbacks play. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, the fullbacks are such an important part of the game. You know, he may have thought that he was integral to every single game, but you know, he's got you got to trust Pochettino. But you know, what, what, what whatever it is, so at the moment he's. Made the right decision for his career, and you know he's going to pick up a league cup, league winner medal, and a Carabao Cup yeah. as well to boot. Um, the Oyster Burger on Twitter says you're offered a deal where Spurs win the FA Cup this year and the Premier League next season, but in return, one of the fighting cock crew has to sacrifice one inch of cock length. No pain involved. You just wake up and it's gone. <laughs> who takes on the job and why? I mean, I think this is a question about who. I mean, we'd all. I mean, I'd happily sacrifice one inch of your yours, Cox. I I would possibly. I would do it. I'm a married man. I don't really need. I'm not going to miss that extra inch these days. But, you but your missus might. She might, but she loves. She doesn't love me for that one inch. She loves me for. How do you know? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I just got that perfect shape. <laughs> that just fits in nicely. Like yeah, was well, it? <laughs> I mean, would, would would you say that you're you, you've got a, a happy sex life? Yeah. 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 So maybe I mean, are you willing to trade a happy sex life for an FA Cup win and a league title? Well, I I I'm, I'd give up an inch. I'm sure you Mate, guys what, would that as is, well. An, I can't. I'm, I'm, not, gonna gonna I'm, hand, I'm not gonna put my. I ain't got an inch, inch yeah. to give up, really. Just end up like a little button mushroom. Well, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want like a big hairy bush because if, <laughs> if you had a tiny dick, you'd you'd grow a bush out. Because like, why not? I ain't gonna prove what. What I'm gonna I'm gonna shave all this round, immac around the balls, all that stuff that you got to do. Some people have got to do, um, because all I'm gonna reveal is a, a borderline shiitake mushroom. <laughs> nah. You wouldn't give up. I ain't did it, so I'm growing up a big bush, just so the little button can poke out the edge. It's like, oh, hello. Um, I don't think I would like an inch of my penis. That that would be 
I'd have, I'd only have eight inches to play with. <laughs> You'd be fine. You'd, you'd survive. Uh, it took a while to get there, didn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would do it. I wouldn't put my hand up and like say, okay, it's me, pick me. But if it happened to me, you know, I'm thinking... Who, uh, how about everyone on the podcast who has the smallest willy? I was going to say after three. I, I was going to say Alex as well. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, uh, oh, no, I'll... Oh, man, it's hard to... It's hard. Case. Maybe. No, Case yeah, has a yeah, uh, yeah. big one. All yeah, those yeah. muscles, they, you know, it comes a price. You can't have those steroids, muscles. Yeah. Cause he's, he's steroids, because no one gets as big as Case without taking steroids. <laughs> he's, he's roided up to the nines. Windy's got the biggest dick. He can really? never get he in a He'll just pass out because yeah, yeah. of all that blood. Tripod. So he hasn't had sex in like eight years. <laughs> He's not allowed medically <laughs> to get an erection. <laughs> Wendy's he, managed to devise a tactic <laughs> to come without getting an erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine Wendy naked yeah. as well. No, no, but he doesn't. No, he's, semi. he's not he allowed. Did, to, he just milks a flaccid. At mo- no, at most, at most, he's allowed a semi erection. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the doctor's gone. Look, listen to me. <laughs> it's crucially important to your general happiness that you don't get, ever get more than a semi erection. <laughs> your your cock is magnificent, but it's not allowed near a vagina. And uh, so he's managed to devise a tactic of of ejaculating without ever getting a full full full, full on Arden. <laughs> um, That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect all that. That was good. Uh, yeah, well done. Cheers, that Oysterburger. More of that. Um, Matt Matt Bay Smith uh, on Twitter. He says, "What limbs moment were you not in the crowd for that you wish you were for me, Man City away?" Uh, Man, Man City when we got into the Champions League, yeah. Peter Crouch goal. Yeah, that was Limsy, wasn't it? That was Limsy. Uh, I think um, the three two at the yeah, Emirates. Yeah, three two Emirates. That was, was that you was, that one? Uh, no, I was with you, you dickhead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're picking moments we're not there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back to win this dick. <laughs> uh, oh God, um, I, I would say. Do you know one that always springs to mind, and I've said it a couple of times on the pod, beating Birmingham 2-0 yeah, away from yeah. home, uh, Aaron Lennon scoring the second goal, and this is the time we didn't win away games, 2005, I think it was Martin Yole, um, and we went ballistic in the away end, we scored a second goal against against Birmingham, Aaron Lennon on the edge of the box, left footed, sort of just put it in the bottom corner, and our fans just went apeshit. And I love that. I love going mental at games that don't really mean anything. Um, it's all well and good doing it against Arsenal, mm. getting the Champions League, all that stuff. You expect it and, and it's going to be delivered every time. But a cheeky little 2 0 midweek there, away uh, game. At- there was one actually, you know, um, Harry Kane's free kick against Villa, the, yeah. the, the yeah. cheeky little deflecky. That was when he arrived. Uh, uh, yeah, the Spurs, Spurs fans in that end just went absolutely mental. Oh, there's some great footage right yeah. there from the Villa, Villa side. I'd like to have been with Ricky when Dembele scored against Leon. At last minute um, yeah. equaliser to send us the only, the only man to be in the upper tier and lower tier in the same game <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was mad that was man because as well when he when he shot I, you know you know we followed the flight of the ball yeah. and just see arrow in and I could see it was, before it had even gone in I knew it was yeah, in, it was in. Uh, but oh mate I got bundled by loads of fucking geezers um, didn't your, your family you'll get angry at you because you got too pissed as well yeah, yeah, I've I've been I've been told of loads of times of getting too pissed at the football. Uh, finally, we've got uh, an email 
you know, weirdly, you can email us. Email uh, editor at thefightingcock.co.uk. And also, uh, our DMs on the main Twitter account are open as Probably well. Open. They're open, so get all get all up in them. Slide just in the DMs. Send man. whatever you want. I ask for dick pics and everything on my Twitter account. It's just people saying... I won't say, but it's just people coming in and DMs. But on the uh, Love the Shirt account, you can contact us via DM. And we'll read them, obviously, because no one really messages that. Um, he said, I ashamedly bet against Spurs all the time, but don't understand the stigmatism. To be more precise, I actually see it as me paying for a Spurs win. Here's an example. If Spurs reach the final in a 1-0 up, I'll happily put a great deal of money on the other team, probably Chelsea, to lift the cup at good odds. If we were to balls it up, I would be heart- heartbroken, but at least I'd have some money to drown my sorrows. What are your thoughts? Keep up the great work. Never. I, n- I never and would never bet against Tottenham, and um, I would never bet on Arsenal to win either. There's just two of my things. I, I quite happily, I bet all well, the time. What's the stigmatism about? What's the problem? That you, you're tempting fate. Ricky tells me off all the time for making predictions. So this is like yeah, but you're more... so, you're so forthright with your predictions. Like it's a fact. Like it's, it's yeah, happened. Yeah. He's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said he'll never do anything to us. Let's yeah. go a hatchet. You know, motherfucker. <laughs> so I never, never tempt fate. And there's nothing in life that can bring me joy when Tottenham lose, especially a cup final. If we were to lose a cup final, there'd be very little that could bring me joy. I that think. Day. I mean, look. Uh, if you take partisanship and football fandom out of it, you can understand the logic of what he's getting at. Well, he never, he'll always get, he'll always win, even when Tottenham loses. That's what he is. I think you're being selfish here, mate. I think you're, you're just trying to cover your bases. When in football, you've got to be all in yeah. or all out. You're going to suffer like the rest of us, or you, you're playing life and engineering situations so that you don't hurt as much as everyone else when hurting exactly. is a part of it there's no rainbow at the end of this yeah right? you ain't going to get a rainbow all you're getting is guilt you're, you're, you're essentially Judas <laughs> the Judas he, you know he sold his that's lo- harsh yeah is it harsh I don't know I don't know what's his name he didn't write his name not Judas Stuart. I don't mean he sold Gamble oh okay I mean oh, like yeah, the yeah. original Judas oh okay the, <laughs> that's, that is better yeah because he yeah yeah you know he sold he sold Jesus down the river for 20, 20 bags of silver 13 <laughs> 13 <laughs> pieces 13 of silver pieces. Weren't, a mu- weren't enough and the thing is well, what's he going to get paid out on this bet he'll, he'll, he'll get what if, if we're one up against Chelsea and he, wa- he whacks 20 quid on it yeah He's got a bet more money. Yeah, it's not going to be a tremendous <laughs> amount of money you'll win. So yeah, yeah. only be acceptable for if he puts a couple of grand. And this, down. and this feels like this has been like a bone of contention in 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 the pubs and that when he's told his mates to do it and they all think he's a wanker, and, and he's just like, well, I don't know what the problem is. I'm, I'm paying for a Spurs win, and now he's come to us to kind of uh, validate his his way of living. It ain't happening here, Stuart. No way, Stuart. If I. It, it, what I don't get is, I mean, like what Stuart's saying and doing, it doesn't bother me. It's it's up to him. But the thing that does bother me is when people put money on uh, Arsenal, West Ham, or Chelsea to win, yep. and then they're like, "Oh, come on, get the next guy," or like, "Get the win" or whatever. So, so uh, they're quids in. Oh, Those this is why can I can't play fantasy f- football. Get thrown in the canal. This is why fantasy football died with me because I can't celebrate other people scoring goals. And, and that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them all. All right, um, this has been the Fighting Court Podcast. Thank you very much, Ricky and Bardi, for joining us. No Remember, problem. if you're quick, uh, i.e. as soon as this gets out, if you don't have a ticket, get on the thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash social and uh, you can buy your ticket. Uh, there's, I mean, it may even be sold out now. So get on it. 
Uh, otherwise, we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. 5X480. Dayton B100 V Belt. One of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Summer's not over yet. Shop patio furniture to extend your summer fun at NFM. All the outdoor styles you love are on sale and ready to take home today. Shop hundreds of options in stock with savings up to 70% off, all backed by our low price guarantee. Shop outdoor dining, sofas, bistro sets, fire pits, accessories, and more. NFM makes it easy with in-stock styles, guaranteed low prices, and long-term financing. Refresh your outdoor space at NFM. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.